Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. God is saying, in quietness and confidence is your strength. In that moment, you're saying, okay. Sometimes He speaks through His Holy Spirit. Sometimes He'll speak through the gifts of the Spirit. But in that moment, at that time, He'll use... His rod lest you go off to the left, lest you go off to the right, lest you go off in a direction He wouldn't have you to go. See, God is refining you in the valley of the shadow of death. The valleys we encounter in our lives are difficult and can sometimes seem completely pointless. In today's message, however, we're reminded that God is there, not just guiding us, but also refining us. Pastor Ed likens it to a shepherd guiding his sheep with a rod, not to needlessly inflict pain, but to remind us of the direction we're heading, and to remind us that He is in control. He loves us enough to speak to us, to support us, and to train us, so that we can be all He's created us to be. Well, let's join Pastor Ed in the book of Psalms, chapter 23, verse 4, for his continuing study entitled, Valleys of Life. So the valley is a place to help us grow spiritually, where God puts faith in our heart, where God puts trust in our heart, where God puts obedience in our heart. It's a temporary place. It can be prolonged if we don't listen and follow the shepherd. It's a necessary place because you will never go to the next level. Trouble is that lever that God uses to bring you and lift you up into his presence. The valley, there are characteristics in this valley that are absolutely difficult. The text describes it. It says, the shadow of death. Now, you sense the danger in there. Now, I'm glad it's a shadow. Shadows can't hurt you. Shadows can overrun you, but they can't hurt you. But in that shadow... What happens, it's dangerous because you could begin walking by sight rather than by faith. As you go through this place, it is a place of deep darkness. The valley of the shadow of death. It's a dangerous place, a place where discouragement can wipe away the promises of God or rob you of hope in God if you allow them to. It's a place of disappointment where friends... Maybe fail you. A place of depression where dark clouds seem to just sweep over you. It is a dark place. You say, why is this happening to me? Why is this going on? What's the reason? God wants you to believe in the darkness what he showed you in the light. He wants you to walk by faith rather than by feelings. He wants you to simply trust him when you can't fully understand him. I like what F.B. Meyer said. He said, God is testing to see whether we can trust him in the dark as well as in the light. Whether we can be true to him when all pleasurable emotions have faded off of our hearts as when we walked with him in the light. It's not only a place where things are really dark and where you have to listen 
to his voice. You have to hold on to his promises. You have to draw near to him. It is a place of death. Now, not only physical death, it can be that, but more sometimes a death that takes place in our life. You have to, something happens and it breaks you. I was talking to uh, Sarah the other day in the office and uh, I said, what was the most difficult experience that you've gone through? And Sarah's a young person in her, in her 20s and, and Sarah said, one of the most difficult places I went through is when I graduated college. I left all my friends and I knew that they had relationships going on and all these things were happening, but she said it was very, very difficult. And I said to Sarah, life is a series of letting go. You know, as a child, you let go of home. As a graduate from college or high school, you, you let go and you, you move on. As a parent, you let go of your children as they grow up. And as the very end of life, it's letting go of this world and embracing the world to come. And so death can be a death like Jeremiah when he was there in that well at the bottom and it was so dark. Death can be a, a statement of faith that the three Hebrew boys made, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they said, we're not going to serve the gods, uh, your gods, Nebuchadnezzar, but we're going to serve the one and true living God, and they're thrown into that fiery furnace. And sometimes our decisions of faith bring us into a fiery furnace where we feel a death inside. It was a, a friend of mine who was a nurse in the emergency ward. Renee worked especially with those who were in their last hours of life. And sometimes as she spent, she had the night watch, she spent time with them. She would talk to them. And some of them were not people of faith. And if the opportunity would arise and they were open to it and they wanted to talk about spiritual things, she would speak. And she shared with me that uh, she remembered talking to some and they didn't want to hear about Jesus. And she said she could remember walking back into the room after the person passed away and it felt ice cold. I talked to someone here at Vassar Hospital and they're with people in the last moments of life. And this woman said to me, as she's with those people in the last moments of life, she said, you could feel the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. She said, the non-Christian, you go into that hospital room after they've died, and you can feel death. Whereas if you go into the room of a believer and they've gone and they're home with the Lord, there's a peace. See, it is real. There is a real valley of the shadow of death. We go through stages in our life where there is this dying, but then eventually we one day will go through a stage where we experience death. But we can be plunged into that valley of the shadow of death when someone else is dying. I talked to 
Colleen, she lost her daughter to a drug overdose. Her daughter was four months pregnant. She lost her husband two years ago. And just a few weeks ago, her brother passed away suddenly, unexpectedly. Colleen plunged into the valley of the shadow of death because death around her, sometimes the loss of a friend, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a child, the loss of a spouse. We find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death. But in that moment, if we could trust, if we could just simply listen, we'll hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. It was Max Lucado who said, Why does grief linger? Because you are dealing with more than memories. You're dealing with unlived tomorrows. You're not just battling sorrow, you're battling disappointment, you're battling anger. Sue came over to me and she had tears in her eyes. Paige, her daughter, had passed away a while back and her husband as well had passed away. And she said, I'm still working through it, Pastor, still going through it. But she said, I still think back to Paige's death. I remember when she died, she lifted up her hand. And peace... She was looking to the Lord. There was such a sense of God's presence. And I could say to people, it was beautiful. God promises to be with us through every valley of the shadow of death. Whether it be like David early in life, where he went through one heartache after another, after another. Whether it's at the end of the journey whether it is ourselves or those around us that we love, God promises to be with us. There's a powerful passage of scripture. Write it down. Isaiah 57, 1 to 2. The righteous perish and no one ponders it in his heart. Devout men are taken away. No one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. God, would you just for a moment push aside the curtain between heaven and earth? Let us have a glimpse of the glory that's on the other side, where there's no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering. Oh, that our hearts would be fixed on the Lord. Ecclesiastes, Solomon tells us in chapter 7, It is better to spend your time in funerals than at festivals, for you're going to die. You should think about it a while, there's still time. And then, of course, Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, I'm not talking about being morose. I'm not talking about being just so captivated that we're thinking about death 24 hours a day. That's not healthy. But occasionally, to stop and think about death, to think about God, to think about heaven, to think about the journey. Trusting him is the most important thing in all of this life. 
And it's in the valley that we're tested. I could think of Christians in our church that have gone home to be with the Lord. And in their last days, they were anxious not to prolong their life, but to meet the Lord. In Newsweek, I was reading an article this week, and it talked about the price of prolonging life. It said, uh, would you pay $188,000 to have six more months of life for someone who has breast cancer in the advanced stages? And then lung cancer, uh, if you spend $10,000, you'll get... uh, Two or more months of life. They were talking about health care and the cost. 93000 for advanced prostate cancer, and you could possibly live four more months. $10,000 for drugs for colon cancer that would give you five months. And then 15000 certain drugs that would give you uh, 14 to 16 more days for pancreatic cancer. What would you pay for another month? Would you empty out the 401 or 403? Would you refinance the house? Or are you simply saying, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when he takes me by the hand and leads me through that promised land. Is that the hope that we have? That one of these days... We'll see the Lord. Now, during the trial, there are all sorts of things that happen. But one of the things that God gives us in that valley is comfort. Look at the text again. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, I want to draw your attention. There's so much in that phrase, so much you could unpack. But I want to draw your attention just to two simple truths found there. First one is God's protection. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now think about that. Thy rod. Well, a rod is used to discipline. It's painful. What happens in the valley of the shadow of death often is this. God is developing our faith. The temptation in the valley of the shadow of death is to be overcome by fear instead of walking in faith. And so God will convict you with his word. He'll speak by that still, small voice of the spirit. Perhaps in the valley of the shadow, you have a rebellious streak. And you say, God, I don't like it here. And God is saying, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. God is saying, In quietness and confidence is your strength. In that moment, you're saying, okay. Sometimes he speaks through his Holy Spirit. Sometimes he'll speak through the gifts of the Spirit. But in that moment, at that time, he'll use his rod, lest you go off to the left, lest you go off to the right, lest you go off in a direction he wouldn't have you to go. See, God is refining you in the valley of the shadow of death. His presence. I'm so glad he protects us. And he protects us from the enemy and he protects us from ourselves. Our own sinful inclinations to look for the wrong solutions instead of just simply following the shepherd and being close to him. But also his presence 
Have you ever noticed in the dark times of your life, God's close to you? I mean, in the times you would think, I don't know how God should you, I'm not as close to you and yet you're close to me. It might be at a dark time in your life and you just sense his hand, you hear his voice, you see tokens of his presence. He does that to us. God speaks to us. How has he spoken to you? I had a wedding in July, beautiful wedding, but it was the first wedding I ever had where on the program they had a hummingbird. I mean, have you ever seen a wedding program with a hummingbird? No. Well, it was significant to Brigitte because God often spoke to Brigitte in times of darkness through a hummingbird. She might be in her yard overwhelmed with sorrow and all of a sudden a hummingbird comes and she said, okay, God, you notice. She might be visiting her friend and over her friend's house and a hummingbird just comes right outside. How does God speak to you? Maybe it's a, a song that just comes on the radio. Maybe it's a verse of scripture that comes to your mind. That maybe it's a prophetic word God spoke into your life, over your life, that you anchor your soul with. God has a multitude of ways of communicating in your language to you specifically to say, thus saith the Lord, I'm with you. You're not alone. My presence is there beside you. I remember um, years ago when we pastored in Spring Valley, Chestnut Ridge now, we were going to visit our family. And as we were driving up Route 283, Melissa was in the seat behind me in a little baby seat. Ryan was sitting next to her. Joyce was sitting next to me. And it was at night. It was dark. And in front of us, there was a large truck carrying farm equipment. And this huge piece of farm equipment fell off the truck. I didn't have enough time to react quickly as I wanted to. And I didn't know what to do. And I swayed into the left lane where there was a tractor trailer who also swerved and we hit. And my car was almost totaled. It spun around on that highway numerous times. There was traffic coming behind us and they swerved to miss us. Thankfully, providentially, God protected us Finally, when the ambulance came, the police came, they were able to pull the car off to the side. We weren't hurt physically, but emotionally it hurt. I remember for months after that, if I saw a tractor trailer on the highway, I'd get really far behind, and I wasn't wanting to pass them either, you know, even if they were going slow. Uh, if I saw of a number of them, I'd say, maybe we'd get off the exit, wait till they all pass. It just affected you. And my son, Ryan, was affected too. Ryan, after that for months, would wake up in the middle of the night when it was just so dark. And then he would say, Daddy, Daddy, are you there? And I'd get up and 
go into his room and sit beside him and hold him and we'd pray. And this happened numerous times and over time I could just after a while shout from my room to his room, Ryan, I'm here. (laughs) And Ryan said, okay, dad. (laughs) Just to know that the good shepherd is with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I remember Dan, on the day I was installed, almost 13 years, going on 13 years soon, took a shepherd's rod and he danced as he so beautifully did, and he handed me that shepherd rod as my family was standing. And I take that shepherd rod and I pray with it over the church. And last night, I happened to come into the church with my shepherd rod. And what I did was I walked across the platform and I prayed for you over our congregation. And I would just pound the shepherd rod on the floor like this. What a shepherd does when he leads his sheep through the valley of the shadow of death, he'll pound the rod, he'll pound the staff, and the sheep will just know he's there. And as I prayed over the congregation, I said, Lord, let your presence be here in the congregation. Let your presence be felt and sensed. Father, come and be strong in behalf of your people. As believers, we will find ourselves in the valley of the shadow. And here's a verse of scripture I want to read for you, found in Deuteronomy, a beautiful passage. For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord? Our God is near to us whenever we call on him. Call in the dark night of the soul. When you feel like you're going through the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus! Father! God! And then stop and listen. He still speaks. Maybe a hummingbird. Maybe a song. Maybe a passage of scripture. Maybe a still small voice that calms your soul on the sea. Within thy circling power I stand On every side I find thy hand, awake, asleep, at home, abroad. I'm surrounded still with God. And maybe like David, you might feel I'm one step away from death. Maybe not physical, maybe emotional. Maybe the death of a dream, maybe the death of a relationship, maybe some deep, dark disappointment. If you listen, you'll hear him. And you'll be able to say, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Voice of Faith. 
with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's special four-part series in the book of Psalms. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and select today's date from the Voice of Faith media player. Again, that's voiceoffaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to voiceoffaithradio.com and simply clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Voice of Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the book of Psalms right here on Voice of Faith.